This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by Delta, official airline of the BYU men's basketball team. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU basketball team now 8-0 on the season. They win handily tonight at the Marriott Center, defeating Evansville 96-55. to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. Big O Tires is the team you trust. Before we move any further, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. Well, the Cougars won tonight, and fans, that means when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50, that's BYU50, on the app or at PapaJohns.com tomorrow, and you will receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. Earlier today, it's been a pretty good day for BYU basketball teams. Before the men played, the women played this afternoon. They were hosting at Utah State. BYU women's basketball trying to snap a two-game losing streak, and snap it, they did. They defeat Utah State 72-66. to Lauren Gustin in the victory, 21 points, 21 rebounds. That is the sixth time in her career where she has scored at least 20 points and pulled down at least 20 rebounds. Amari Whiting with another good game, the freshman with 19 points, 14 for Emma Calvert. Coming up next for BYU Women's Basketball, they will stay at home on Saturday, a 2 o'clock afternoon game on the new skin BYU Sports Network. I'll have it for you on the radio as the Cougars host Boise State. Again, 2 o'clock Mountain Time coming up on Saturday. Well, for the men on Saturday, they'll be taking on the University of Utah at the Huntsman Center. So let's check in on what Utah is doing right now. They've Started to pull away in the second half from Southern Utah, but Southern Utah, and obviously I'm not watching this game, so I don't know all of the particulars as to how Southern Utah was able to get back into this one. Utah's going to win it. There's only 16 seconds left, and Utah has a five-point lead. Uh, But Southern Utah has fought back, and it's 85-80 Utah with 16 seconds remaining up on the hill. BYU at the Huntsman Center coming up on Saturday. Man, that is a big, big game BYU now 8-0 with this win. Utah will move to 6-2. and And look, when you look at the schedule, and I know you can play the schedule game all you want and say, well, this should be a win, this should be a loss. The Utah game on Saturday is, is the one game where BYU is not favored during the entire non-conference schedule the rest of the way. So if BYU can go up and take care of business at Utah, there's a real chance with the other games that are on the schedule, that uh, that BYU could be one of those teams that heads into Big 12 play with an undefeated record. But first things first, got to go up and you got to take care of business against your rival. All right, let's check in on one other local score. This one uh, is a final. It's been a final for about, uh, about an hour and a half or so. Utah Valley hosting Weber State. Wolverines defeating the Wildcats 70-54. Utah Valley improves to 6-3. and three. Weber State falls to 4 and three. Big 12 action tonight. 
Most of these games are a final, a couple part of the Big East, Big 12 battle, some just regular non-conference games. We'll start with just the regular non-conference games. Number two, Kansas taking on Kansas City. Jayhawks getting the win, 88-69. to Number six, Baylor over Seton Hall, 78-60. to Oklahoma taking down Providence, 72-51. to And K-State over Villanova in overtime, 72 to 71. We will take a break. When we come back on the other side, we will let you hear Greg and Mark with Noah Waterman. That's coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll get back to Jason Shepard at BYU Radio with more Cougar Post Game Live coming up momentarily, but we're back at the Marriott Center courtside. Greg and Mark with Noah Waterman. Noah joining us after BYU's big win, 41-point win over Evansville. Final score, 96-55. Noah, good to speak with you again. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. Good. Everything's going great when you're 8-0, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so what, I mean, if you had to just distill it down to a couple things, why is BYU 8-0 right now? Um, I'm going to say our rebounding and our defense is like the key, the key thing for us um, because we're shooting a lot of threes. So when we're getting them up, we have this new uh, new little way of rebounding where five is crashing the offensive glass every time. So if they don't have all five boxing out, we're going to get uh, second chances a lot, and we shoot a lot of threes. So um, that's that's what I think has been working a lot. I love it. You've got a BYU team averaging more than 90 points a game, shooting 30 to 40 threes a game, making double-digit threes a game, and Noah goes defense rebounding. Yeah, I love that, and that's my favorite. You know, Noah does so many good things, but – one of the things I'm most impressed with how how you do attack the offensive boards. You mentioned kind of the, the change in approach, but what do you think is important for you to be able to to get those offensive rebounds like you do? What are you What are you doing out there that makes you so effective? Um, yeah, I'm just keeping my energy up. I know last year I I would go up and down with my energy, but this year I'm just really uh, emphasizing on just crashing the boards every single time, not worrying about my offense, uh, just letting my defense and rebounding roll over to everything else. Noah, 12 points tonight, one of uh, five Cougs in double figures. We're on a six-game streak with threes right now. Uh, the eight rebounds ties your career high as well. You like seeing that number? Uh, I love it. I tried to get two more, but uh, I came up short. <laughs> Looking for a double-double. It'll be your first ever double-double, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to happen. That's coming. I think uh, it's coming. coming. I think so, too. So uh, what was the what was most important on the Evansville scout to, uh, coming into tonight? Um, so we were really focused on – they had a couple really good shooters. Uh, number 13 is – he was shooting like 52% and shooting like six a game, five a game. Uh, so we really emphasized on trying to shut him down. And he I was actually at 59%. 59. And 50 from three coming into tonight. Mm-hmm. He was really stroking it. Yeah, so we were really uh, emphasis on guarding him because he averaged, I think, 18. 18.3. Um, so, yeah. You know what you held him to tonight? Uh, I want to say three. I think he ended up with eight. Eight. On the night. Okay. Still not, uh, let's see, uh, eight points. Yep, three for eight. Okay. So I think we did our job there. But, yeah, ten points below his average, you'll take that. No, yeah, 100%. Uh, And then focusing on transition, they're a really good transition team. Uh, They like to get out and run. uh, But we've been showing that we're a good uh, defensive transition team. Uh, So those are the main things we, we focused on in practice, and I think it showed today. No, you're getting to be an old man, man. You have, you've been put, playing a lot of basketball. You played on a lot of teams. You played here last year. 
Seems pretty special what's going on with this team so far. What do you what do you see as different about this team? What's bringing you guys uh, together? Uh, like you said, I think it just comes down, down to like the togetherness that we we have with each other, like on and off the court. Um, I think the Italy trip really, really helped us to bond. And just because that bond, like we trust each other on the court. You see, nobody's selfish on the team. Everybody believes in each other. So if Spencer drives in, he's going to kick it to the corner to Dallin. He's going to shoot it, and everybody's going to believe that it's going to go in. So I think that makes like a really special team. You're 8-0 on the season. You're 5-0 and at home. You have won three games away from this building, three neutral court wins. One thing you haven't had yet is a true away game. That's going to change on Saturday at Utah. How stoked are you now to, to gear up for a rivalry game, an in-state game up on the hill on the weekend? Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I haven't played there before, but I heard that uh, it's a good atmosphere. So I'm really excited about that, and they're a really good team, so we really just got to lock in. Uh, we play them Saturday, so uh, just prepare for them. Uh, enjoy this win, but also like we got to move on to the next and focus on Utah. Okay, the fact that you're ranked 14th in the top 25, the first net comes out, and BYU's number two. Everyone's looking at BYU right now as a story. Uh, what does coach tell you? What do you guys as players tell yourselves about the, the need to, you know, maybe close out some of the external stuff and make sure that stuff doesn't get in your heads in the wrong way? Uh, yeah, we're the ranking and everything is awesome, but um, we're really just focused game by game. Um, but we're not going to let that get to our head. Uh in the beginning of the year, nobody really believed in us. And we always said, hey, we're going to shock some people this year. And that's what we're trying to do every game. Uh, we focus game by game, and we're just going out there trying to shock people. Well, so far, that's what BYU's been doing. And uh, the, the big wins just keep on rolling right now. And, man, you're doing it without some important pieces to the puzzle right now, too. Uh, Dawson Baker hasn't played a minute for you guys yet. Foose is trying to get better. It says a lot about you guys that you can lose pieces like that. I mean, Foose is not just anybody. He was the leading scorer and rebounder from this team last year. Yeah, you want him back, and yeah, you, you miss him, but you guys just keep on rolling. Yeah, I mean, we definitely miss Foose. Uh, I love playing with Foose, and he's, he's special on the court. Um, I can't wait till he gets back. But while he's gone, uh, we're going to just keep trying to win for him until he gets back. Let's shout out Ali Khalifa for a moment, too. Early in this game, when you're still trying to feel things out, he scored seven quick points, kind of settled you guys in. Playing with Ali, is it, it, you know, Foose is one kind of big, and, and Ali's another. What can you, how do you describe playing alongside Ali Khalifa? Nah, I'm going to call him Jokic. Like, <laughs> this dude is a dangerous man. Like, he's going to find you. Even if you're not open, it's going to fall right, right into your hands. Uh, you, you were the benefit tonight of one of his passes, cutting down low, I think, right? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Does that yep. make you want to cut more and be ready? I mean, it, you never know when it's coming for you. Almost gives you an incentive to, to cut harder, doesn't no, it? No, right. It definitely helps us finish like our cuts completely because he'll hit you late and then you gotta you gotta lay up. So it's like that's what coach always tells us, like, yo, finish your cuts, you're gonna get a layup. Like Ali's gonna find you. So he's a he's a special guy. And and, and it's uh, again, you, you can lose a guy like Foose and although he plays it differently, you can kinda not miss a beat with Ali doing what he does. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And he hit a he, he can shoot too. Yep. Uh, he just hit Knocked one a three today. down tonight, yep. Yeah, I think a lot more of those are coming. Uh, and another night, that's eight straight games now with double-digit threes for BYU. That's, that's who you guys are going to be, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody on this team can really shoot. Uh, in the summer, we just really emphasize on shooting. Everybody getting a lot of shots up. Everybody loves being in the gym. So that's what I think uh, this team is special, too, because everybody wants to get in the gym and get all these shots up. And uh, it's been paying off. 
Well, it's been fun watching you and and the guys this year uh, do what you're doing on this way to the on the way to the eight and zero start. Noah, thanks again for coming on post game. We'll do it again soon, and uh, good luck on the weekend. Hey, thank you. Have a good one. All right, that is Noah Waterman. We'll come back with more Cougar post game live. Jason Shepard returns after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU improving to 8-0 on the season. Up next, a matchup Saturday in Salt Lake City against Utah. Cougars get the win tonight over Evansville, 96-55. Before we move any further with college basketball stuff, I want to throw in one college football piece of news, and this is something that we started to hear about earlier in the day, but it appears that it is now final. Bronco Mendenhall officially back in college football as a head coach. He will be the new head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. For those that followed Bronco's career before he came to BYU, that's where he was. He was with the Lobos as the defensive coordinator. So now back in Albuquerque. Uh, It was uh, first reported, at least I saw, by uh, Pete Thamel. He then said that that was a done deal. Uh, Now Chris Vanini of The Athletic, I believe, is uh, is saying that you can also expect a staff with lots of previous Bronco Mendenhall ties. So uh, we'll be kind of anxious and uh, curious to see uh, what some of the uh, the former coaches that were with Bronco on the staff, uh, some who may uh, make their way, who may be looking for jobs right now. I know there were a couple of uh, uh, players uh, former players who then became coaches under Bronco and then followed him to Virginia and then have gone to some other places are um, are looking for work. So we'll see if they make their way to New Mexico. But uh, congratulations to Bronco Minnehall, now the head football coach with the New Mexico Lobos. All right, back to college basketball. And I do want to update you on a final. When I mentioned this uh, probably 10 minutes ago, it was a foregone conclusion. At least I said that Utah was going to win the game, and they did. There was about 20 seconds left. They were up by five. They ended up winning only by two. Southern Utah came within two, but Utah does get the win, 88-86 over Southern Utah. Also, the other local teams that played tonight, Utah Valley beating Weber State, 70-54. Top 25 action. Looks like everything right now is done. It is a final. Number 20, Illinois, knocks off number 11, Florida Atlantic, 98 289, 17th ranked Tennessee over George Mason, 87 to 66. Number 23, Wisconsin, defeating Michigan State, 70 to 57. Number 5, Yukon defeats number 9, North Carolina, 87 to 76. 7th ranked Gonzaga all over Arkansas Pine Bluff, 111 to 71 is the final score. And how about this one? BYU earlier in the season knocked off San Diego State. Well, the 25th-ranked Aztecs lost in Phoenix tonight to Grand Canyon University. The Lopes, the Antelopes, defeating the Aztecs tonight 79-73. The NBA in-season tournament continues. The last game that uh, will let us know which uh, which is the final four team to go to Las Vegas for the, uh, the championship games in Las Vegas. Uh, earlier tonight, it was the Bucks defeating the Knicks, so Milwaukee will make its way to Vegas to join uh, New Orleans and Indianapolis, who, or excuse me, Indiana, who won their games last night. And the game going on right now that we're still waiting for the final score is in L.A. between the Lakers and the Suns. That game is at the half, and LeBron James and his L.A. Lakers leading Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns 59 to. 
47. After the break, we'll get you back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar Post Game Live with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant. They should be joined by head coach Mark Pope in the next segment or two. Your final score tonight from Provo, BYU 96, Evansville 55, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. The BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. The Cougar Post Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. All right, so Greg Grubel, Mark Durant back with you courtside. BYU head coach Mark Pope still to come as the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show gets underway. Let's begin this part of the program with our Waystar star of the game from tonight, brought to you by Waystar, simplifying health care payments. Learn more at waystar.com. Five Cougs and double figures tonight, uh, Mark Durant. Who do you like as a Waystar star of the game for BYU? Uh, Noah Waterman talked about being two rebounds away from a double-double. He had 12-8 and eight tonight. Ali Khalifa had a new BYU scoring high for him with seven points to go along with the three rebounds and three assists. A uh, bunch of good numbers. Trevin Nell was, how about this, plus 46 in 28 minutes. Trevin Nell had 13 points and seven rebounds. And so that's a good number for Trevin. Uh, in fact, those seven rebounds, they're a new career high by two. So Trevin... Uh, with a uh, a big rebounding night, I actually I, let's let's, re, let's amend that. Uh, it's uh, still a new rebounding high, but it, six was his last was the record set, and that was just in his last game. So, in his last two games, he has six and seven rebounds, which are new career highs for him. So, after all that, who do you like for a waystar star of the game? No, I like Trevin just because of that line. He's uh, thirteen, three for five from three, seven rebounds and five assists, and you know, Foos. Uh, being out with such a dominant force on the board so these guards are really rebounding well Dallin Hall had six rebounds seven assists you know Waterman with eight Richie had seven so really picking up the slack on the boards but I I really like Trevin's line uh, as a whole I'm going to go with Trevin okay so Trevin Nell the way star star of the game so for Trevin career high in rebounds for Dallin Hall career high tying six rebounds for Noah Waterman career high tying eight rebounds and you did mention the seven assist number for Dallin Hall seven assists one turnover for DH tonight, and those seven assists are two off of a career high. So for the season, he's now sitting at 33 assists and 14 turnovers, better than two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio for Dallin. Remarkable, really. I mean, this time last year, it, it was a bit of a mess for him turnover-wise, and to see his progression and growth and how he runs the team and he plays so strong and physical, uh, what a great uh, asset he is at, at the point guard for BYU. Let's dovetail that right into our Economics Partners valuable stat of the game for tonight. It's brought to you by Economics Partners, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. We're going to go to the assist to turnover number BYU tonight, better than 3 to 1 on the assist-to-turnover ratio, 26 assists on 36 makes, countered by only eight giveaways on the night. Their offense is really remarkable, how relentless they are. Uh, get the ball up the floor quickly. 
Early offense is, is very dangerous. Uh, dribble penetration. They don't hold on to the ball. It's it's moving the ball around. Good spacing. They know each other. They know what other guys are going to do. They know where to be in the right sp- spot. And because of that, you don't get a lot of turnovers because they know each other and, and the offense is clicking at such an efficient level. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're, they're unselfish. They share the ball. And they're getting open looks from three. It's not just about launching 35 threes. It's they're getting open looks. And, and you get those kind of shooters, those looks, they're going to shoot at a high percentage. We, we've talked about this before, but uh, one of the things BYU is doing exceptionally well this year is is taking care of the basketball like you just talked about. And it, they're doing it at such a remarkable rate. So last year they'd have these games where they were kind of routinely between, you know, 20 to 30% in turnover percentage. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes like about a third of their possessions were resulting in turnovers. And, and this year coming into, well, coming into this game tonight, their turnover percentage was 15.3%. Their non-steal turnover percentage, that is just giveaways that are unforced errors, down to 6.2%. Tonight, the turnover percentage was 11.4. They're getting these really low turnover percentage numbers. They're not empty possessions anymore. And last year, that was the theme, was too many empty possessions for BYU. And what that translates to is that BYU's been getting a lot more shots. Not so much tonight, but when you offensive rebound and you take care of the basketball, that gives you 5, 10, 15 more shots a game than teams. And then if you are shooting a lot of threes, that's you know, 5, 10 more points because you're getting an extra point. Uh, it's a great formula for, and we're seeing it what what can happen when that formula is is put to the test and BYU does it well, they're getting these big, big point spread victories. It's a good point you bring up, and I just want to take a cursory glance at the number of shots BYU's getting up compared to the opposition. Against Houston Christian, BYU got off 84 shots, Houston Christian 60, 60. So plus 24 yeah. in that one. Um, San Diego State, they were plus 3 in field goal attempts. Southeastern Louisiana, plus 17 in field goal attempts. Morgan State, they're actually minus. But Arizona State, uh, plus 9. NC State, a minus night. Fresno State, they got off 22 more shots than the opposition. And tonight, BYU got off two more shots than than uh, than than Evansville but the numbers bear out over the course of eight games that just they're getting so many more looks between the ball security and the relentless offensive rebounding yeah I mean if you give a team that shoots 38 to 45 percent from three which is what BYU does if you give them that many more shots you're just going to get you're just going to get beat so badly and and that's really kind of part of BYU's offense right is they know that they're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they know that not all of them are going to go in. And you got guys like Noah and Atiki and Richie and the guard line tonight that are just crashing the boards. That, that their goal, their part of their offense, and what they plan on is getting multiple opportunities in one possession. So, if you're shooting 35 percent from three, but you get three chances at it, you know that number goes up significantly. And and that brings me to to another point that people kind of hit. Well. The belief was that BYU was in trouble going into the Big 12 because they didn't look like other Big 12 teams and play like other Big 12 teams. So my belief was, and I'm sure within the BYU basketball program too, okay, well, let's be something different. Let's be an outlier. Let's be exceptional at something. And through eight games, BYU leads the nation in three-point attempts and three-point makes. 
if you're going to be an outlier, an exceptional outlier at something, whether it's the Big 12 or any other league, being the best and most prolific three-point shooting team in the country is a pretty good place to start. I follow this guy named Greg Rubel on Twitter, and he tweets out a lot of uh, graphs and uh, stats, and he'll tweet out these these graphs, and, and you see the outlier. You see the Y up in the top right-hand quadrant uh, because of those th- uh, th- those three-point numbers and, and the offense and defensive efficiencies and, and the co- combination of both of those. BYU's in that top right Upper corner. right, upper right, yeah, upper right is yeah, where you want to be. And yeah. it's, it's really remarkable. And the thing about this team is it's not – even though they're doing something different and shooting a lot of threes, they're certainly not one-dimensional, um, especially when you got Foos in there. Uh, you can score inside and out. Your defense is terrific. Your rebound is terrific. There's really not a lot of weaknesses that we've seen at all. I mean, every statistical number is pretty fantastic for BYU right now. We'll, we'll see how that translates in the Big 12 and all of that. We'll get that. We'll get to that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. But for now... Let's enjoy the kind of basketball we're seeing because it's pretty remarkable. I love those graphs, too. And, and by the way, those are those are reposts of other people that do great statistical work that I love seeing graphically represented how BYU's shown up early in the season. And, uh, yeah, it, it just shows that BYU is an exceptional outlier right now. One other note before the break, the bench scoring. BYU came into the night as the number two team in the country in bench points per game. Again, be exceptional. Do something different than other teams are doing. And having Jackson Robinson come off the bench and Richie Saunders come off the bench and Atik get a double-digit night tonight. So BYU came into the night averaging 40 points per game in bench scoring. That's number two nationally, and they upped that tonight. 46 bench points for BYU tonight. And it may go up even more. You and I were talking about this. Dawson Foose, Baker. Well, Foose will get healthy. We'll and put then somebody to the bench. Ali Khalifa yep. will come off the bench. And then Dawson will get and involved. And then Dawson will be involved. And from you've seen him play a lot. And I, what I've heard, Dawson is pretty special and a great shooter. And so another weapon off the bench. We'll take a break. Mark Pope joining us after this. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back courtside. BYU 96, Evansville 55 is our final score. Purple Aces dropped 7-2. BYU improves to 8-0. BYU head coach Mark Pope joining us on the headset here. Courtside with Greg and Mark. Coach Pope, congratulations on the 8-0 start and a big win over a really good basketball team, I thought, tonight. Yeah, you know what? This Evansville team is good. Um, they, they've had an incredibly impressive start to the season. Um, They've been great offensively. I mean, they're averaging 85 points a game. And, you know, they haven't played the toughest schedule in the world, but they just went on the road and beat Northern Iowa, which is a, it's a traditionally really good team and always good at home. And and um, so they're a good team. They're going to have a good season. Uh, Dave is doing an unbelievable job. He's one of the great people in, in coaching. He just is. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Coached to three seasons at Utah State as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a hand in recruiting some of the players you ended up with here at yep. BYU. Yep. Yeah, terrific, terrific, terrific coach. And he's doing an unbelievable job. 
Okay, uh, in terms of scouting report points that you wanted your guys to nail tonight, where do you think you really excelled? Well, first, let me give uh, Coach Robinson some love on the scout. Um, this was a this was a complicated scout um, because uh, they're they're so good at running their actions. You know, we played Morgan State a few weeks ago, and they're a backdoor, backdoor, backdoor team. And this team has all of that savvy. They pass it better, and they got they have some really lethal shooters. And so it was a complicated scout. I thought. Uh, Nick did an unbelievable job putting that together. Um, I thought our players did a great job um, deciphering between uh, um, digesting individual players' strengths that they were guarding. And so here's the deal: like you know, their point guard is is not a prolific shooter. Their guy, the, the point guard off the bench, is not a prolific shooter. They're capable, but they're not prolific. Their starting three is really not a three point shooter. They're great getting the rim. They're two of the top 500 foul drawn players in the league. And yet, and then they play lineups where they're four and they're five or elite level shooters. So they're one of those teams that kind of upside down, and they can be complicated to guard sometimes. It gets really complicated when you get in rotations, when you're in a ball screen and you're breaking out of the ball screen defense and everybody's changing matchups or when you're a monster in the bottom and you're rotating out, everybody's got new matchups and you're making decisions, you know, a one-on-two closeout um, about where you're going. And I thought our guys were elite tonight at um, allowing – the right guys to shoot the ball. I thought they were elite because it, it was a very non-traditional feel, and I thought our guys did a great job. Coach, I know that you'd like to shoot 40 threes a game, but you're, you're 30 plus again tonight. But now, team, I mean, teams, that's not a surprise to teams. They, they, they know you want to shoot a lot of threes, so I imagine they're throwing things at you to try and get out on three-point shooters, but you're still managing to get some really good looks. What is important even when teams trying to stop the three and, and be able to create the three-point opportunities? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot. Um, one of the things that, you know, we had a specific plays tonight where I was so proud of our guys for finishing their cuts. Um, you know, we'll run a lot of stagger, triple stagger stuff, and, and you know, it's, uh, sometimes what happens what happens to us sometimes is is you either get blown up or you, you come off and, and there's a there's a real swipe or, or you, you don't get the ball and you can kind of die there. And I thought our guys tonight were great at finishing their cuts. And what that does is it kind of punish like you're 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 completely devoted to guarding the three. We got to take away three point shots, but these late cuts are super painful. Um, you know, at the end of half, you know, we've seen this for three straight games now. You know, Noah just finishes his cut, and it's just really you know we talked about adding the the, the back end thirty percent of the offense. Like Noah's cut, finishing his cut is the back end thirty percent. They do a really nice job switching on the triple stagger. Uh, they do a really nice job kind of bodying guys over the three-point line, and so what it gives up, it gives the late cut, and we have a guy like Ollie Diamond guys up, it makes it complicated. So the other thing that we count on is transition. We, we really count on transition. Um, we really count on guys getting downhill and playing off two feet, and our guys so far have done a nice job. We had 19 threes in the first half. I was really excited about that. We only had 13 in the second half. I don't know how that happened. I was a little <laughs> disappointed with that, but but um, it's, a, it's an important part of our game. And, of course, it's built on the foundation of getting the offensive glass. So we were th- 13. Did we go 13? Offensive rebounds, yeah. thirteen to eleven. Yeah, we were thirteen offensive rebounds, and that is like those things have to go hand in hand. If once you know, if if you don't build three point shooting on the offensive glass, then then it's problematic. So those have to continue going hand. Our guys have been really diligent about wedging. 
you you're, you're not you're not one of the fastest teams in the country tempo wise. You were 69 possessions a game last year. You're 69 right now. So you're the same, but it feels faster. Mm-hmm. The pace feels quicker than yeah. the than 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 the tempo numbers. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think our pace was great tonight. Uh, you know, losing Spence in the rotation early, I think, kind of affected us a little bit. It's foul trouble in the first half. Yeah, um, and and so I probably didn't manage the. I didn't probably fix the rotation as well. If I could go back, I might have done it a little bit differently. Um, so I, you know, I, I didn't. You know, there were moments where I felt like we really got it going. Um, um, I think I felt like in the second half when they started committing more bodies to offensive glass, then it was like, ah, this is just it just became really fun in transition. But um, pace is super important to us. Thrust is super important to us. Um, and and but we can also manufacture thrust and pace after the ball crosses half court too. And we do that by guys cutting hard, finishing cuts, really screening, really being smart, really communicating with each other in the offensive end. So we've you know our guys so far have been able to do it both ways. I look at Dallin Hall's numbers, really nice, 10, 6, and 7 assists, and he's really done a good job taking care of the basketball. I think, what did you say, one turnover tonight? Yeah, he 7 had, and 1. Greg had some amazing numbers yeah. for Dallin's assist-to-turnover ratio this year. How, is, how important is Dallin's play to your success and, and having him on the floor kind of making things happen for yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, Dallin is, our, Dallin is our leader for sure. There's no doubt about it. We have a ton of leadership on this team right now. Um, again, I attribute that to our staff and the way they've approached practices. And and I and I and it's a it's a massive congratulations to our players because they've taken the onus upon themselves. But um, you know, if you were going to choose a guy in the locker room that that you know was kind of like the default guy, um, it's Dallin. And and Dallin makes big shots. Dallin makes great decisions. Dallin's got toughness on the defensive end. And I think all of our guys have they have a lot of faith in each other right now. But you know, when things get tough, I think um, I think that. Uh, he's a guy that certainly everybody feels like we can lean on. Let's take a break and give uh, Leanne's arm a break. Um, Avery's not the videographer tonight. Uh, Leanne is, and so she's manning the camera. We're going to give her a little rest here. Here's the trick, though. I'm still paying (laughs) Avery for the work that Leanne is doing. How is that? That doesn't make any sense. But literally, Leanne, like her hand is cramped up. She's she's trying to. That's why we got to go to a break. We'll come back with uh, closing comments from the coach after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. (laughs) You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, 96-55 is our final score tonight. BYU defeats Evansville, Purple Aces, and Cougars meeting for the first time ever tonight. BYU goes to 8-0 on the year. Coming up next, Utah on the Hill on Saturday. Greg and Mark visiting with Mark Pope in our closing segment of the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach, you came into tonight as the second-best bench-scoring team in the country at 40 points a game. You scored 46 tonight with your bench. How are you going to find room for Foose and Dawson when they get healthy? That's good problems, isn't it? I'm super excited to have those problems. Um, and the, the nice thing is we're dealing with a locker room where guys care. I mean, our leading scorer, leading shot taker, maybe close to leading minutes guy is coming off the bench. And he's like, yep, let me do it. Like, let me come off. And um, and so we have a bunch of guys that are really invested in each other. Uh, and you mentioned this earlier when we were off the air. I'm just looking at Noah Waterman's line. Like, how good is Noah Waterman? 12 points. Eight rebounds, one assist, zero 
turnovers on a block. Like the zero turnovers is so massive for him. And what's not on the stat sheet is he had the toughest defensive assignment of the night. Like he had a – listen, this uh, I'm, I'm going to say his name. Uh, ben, uh, Homer, ben Hummerkus. Hummerkaus. Hummerkaus. Uh, this kid is really talented. He's an elite-level scorer. He can score at all three levels. Um, he's very clever. Their offense gives him a lot of space. He gets the ball in a lot of different ways. And I thought Noah was unbelievable taking on that challenge and doing it without um, without fouling. There's never foul issues uh, – I mean, what a spectacular performance by him tonight! Couldn't 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 be more proud or happy of him. And you, your metrics take you many different places besides simple things like plus minus. But I do think a Trevin Nell plus forty six in yeah. twenty eight minutes stands out. Yeah, Trev was having fun out there. You know, I, I subbed him out of the second half because he played so many of the first half. He's like, Coach, I'm just getting hot. I'm just getting hot. And um, it's fun. You know, it's fun because our guys are having fun. And our guys have struck this really nice balance about really loving what they're doing and loving to do it together and still having uh, incredible intensity. And, again, I, we talked about the squad a lot. Um, you know, they've been dedicating so much time, but they have really helped our locker room function the way our locker room is, spo- is, is functioning at its best. And, and our guys are enjoying it, and it feels good. And, and um and that's a pretty good plus minus. I don't know if I've ever seen a 46 before, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this this team is, is very impressive in a lot of respects offensively. I don't, I don't really see a lot of weaknesses, and I don't necessarily think you see any weaknesses either. But what do you still see as areas that – really has some room for improvement. For yeah, we guys. got exposed a little bit tonight with some situations where they put Ollie in really compromising defensive positions. Um, so, you know, that's a space where we're going to have to continue to grow. Um, you know, we're still trying to work out different ways where we can exert more pressure on the game defensively. Um, and, and so we, we have a ton of space to grow there, um, you know, as, as well as like the, the communication that's been such a strength for us is going to be an all season long pursuit to see how good we can get. So right Right now we're communicating all interchanges we're communicating situations but can we get to the point where you know we're, we're in isolation situations and we're actually in real time forcing the right way because we have the right gap guy on the loaded side and that all comes from like too deep communication um, and so you know we're, we're trying to push the envelope there I felt like there were times tonight where we got a little bit um, uh, just we didn't have the thrust and we didn't have the pace and we, and we didn't have the urgency offensively to move the ball um, that makes us really good. So there's a billion, there's so much space for us to grow. I'm still curious, can we incorporate, you know, it, when we get Foos back, can I incorporate some space where I got two bigs on the floor? Um, you know, this uh, working Dawson Baker back into this rotation. I mean, there's, there's a, the, the guys, I could, the list is long, okay, <laughs> this page is long, but um, right now I, I'm really excited about these guys' commitment and these guys' focus has been great. Okay, you've been put into a lot of situations already through eight games. The one thing you haven't done is played a game in someone else's gym. You'll do that on Saturday. Yeah, and it's uh, it's, it's going to be an unbelievable test. You know, these in-state games, it doesn't matter. Just throw out everything. You know, it doesn't matter uh, the personnel. It doesn't matter the... The records, it doesn't matter. The favorites, it doesn't matter anything. It's just like that's why in-state games are so beautiful. Um, I love them. They're 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 full of uh, pride and and um, they're full of uh, competition and and uh, emotion and and certainly uh, you know this BYU Utah uh, game is is always great. So we're um, we're excited about it. It's going to be a massive challenge and and our guys. I got a lot of faith in our guys. Like our guys, you know, have, have kept out all distractions so far, and I expect that they'll continue to do that. They're really good at it. It's one of their superpowers. This was not a close game when I checked it last, but it ended up being very close. 88-86 Utah over Southern Utah tonight at the Huntsman Center. 
Utah now is six and two, and they'll take on eight and BYU on Saturday night. Well, that, and that just shows you exactly it, right? I mean, it's a two point game because it's an in state game, and that's just the way in state games work. They're beautiful, and and uh, uh, hopefully we'll all celebrate the, the competition together. Last number we leave you with thirteen thousand two hundred ninety one yep. tonight. Uh, Cougar Nation, come on, they're they're unbelievable, right? Um, so I'm glad that uh, you know our guys. It means a lot to our guys. Like they understand how beautiful it is to walk in this gym and play in front of this crowd, and they're certainly um, delivering for our fans right now, and and will continue. And and the the way they're delivering actually doesn't have to be completely tied to wins and losses because I I think there are going to be times where we you know we walk onto the court and 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 our guys put their whole heart and soul on the on the, on the into the game, and maybe the ball doesn't bounce our way. That just happens sometimes. But I think. Um, you know, I'm I'm really grateful that Cougar Nation is getting to know this team because there's a, a good group of guys that have been hitting this hard now for their mm-hmm. second year, and and uh, hopefully we're building a relationship with our fans that's special. Well, great night tonight. Congrats again on the win, and we will see you in Studio C on Thursday night for your coach's show. Let's go. I All love right. it. All right. Coach's show. Thank you, Coach. That's Mark Pope. Okay. That is the Appreciate BYU Creamery. Thank you, Coach. That's BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coach's Show. Thanks to Leanne Pope for a videography. You won't see it now, but you will see it on Coach Pope's Instagram. <laughs> it's a bit shaky because we kept her too long on the sideline. All right, thanks to the Popes. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Our appreciation to the crew back at BYU Radio. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our engineer, Barry Squires. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our control board operators, James Finlayson and Ethan Arkell. And our studio editor, Soraya Ritchie. So appreciation to all those folks. To our operations folks in Sean O'Neill and Clark Jackman, Sam Payne. And from corporate sponsorship, Casey Stoffer, BYU Associate. AD for uh, to Tyson Jex, the uh, uh, basketball communications director for BYU. Uh, much appreciation as always to Noel Waterman joining us post game. Of course, Coach Pope joining us post game and pre game, and also thanks to David Ragland, head coach of Evansville, for a pre game conversation we heard as well earlier in the evening. That just leaves uh, leaves us, Mark. Let's go get the Utes. There we go. Saturday. 4 o'clock pregame, 5 o'clock tip, BYU and Utah. The Cougs' only true away game in non-conference play will happen Saturday. We'll see if the mm. Cougs can go to 9-0. And, again, that, that score surprised me. I, I think I showed you at some point, Utah was kind of cruising against Southern Utah and ended up being a two-point game. Well, the Utes, Carlson's uh, NBA-type player, and they've got, you know, I, I think their coach is great. But they're they're vulnerable, but like Coach said, I mean, who knows what will happen? Really, who knows? At in Huntsman state games, Center, in state games. But uh, I do want to see. I do want to see what kind of BYU crowd yeah, the Cougars but, get in the building on Saturday. Well, they, they may, they may, it may be like a West Coast Conference game in that they have more than the Utes. I mean, but I think the Utes, you know, sense that they have a chance here and a chance to spoil what's happening for BYU. They, I mean, that's a good thing for them. Top fifteen they, team coming yeah, in. Yeah. And so um, I mean, it's just going to be fun. It's there'll, there'll be plenty of BYU fans, and it'll be a fun environment. And as as it should be, uh, and as it will be in the future again. Now, uh, that, that's that'll be a fun game. All right, for my uh, 27-season broadcast partner and dear friend Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you all for tuning in. Once again, final score tonight, 96-55, BYU over Evansville. The 14th-ranked Cougs go to 8-0. So, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. BYU basketball on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to BYU basketball on the new skin. BYU Sports Network coverage of today's game has been brought to you by all pro capital real estate investments by big o tires 
Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Brought to you by Ken Garth, we hear you. And by Smith's Food and Drug, proud partner of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Shane Reese, Vice President Keith Borkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.